I can't go back to life before the pandemic. I can't do it. I use this as an excuse for everything, everything. You go in for a hug and I don't like you. Uh, mama, during a panty, a panorama. No, fuck out of here. But now I use it for everything. Even if it doesn't make sense. You're gonna show me pictures of your baby during a Patricia in this economy. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from the center of chaos, I'm Doyen. Why is it the center of chaos? I don't know. I feel like my life has been chaos since like mid-February. And it just is not <laughs> slowing down. And it's not slowing down. <laughs> it's to keep you on your toes. It's to keep you on your toes. Keep you young. Sure. <laughs> well, Doyen, what's been going on? Um, Speaking of chaos... um. I sent my therapist a hey big head email last week. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> uh, you know, we gotta meet up. We gotta chat. Okay. So, trying to figure out. Cause I realized like I have like mentally shut down since mid-February. I've just been on survival mode. And so now I'm like, okay, let's check back into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And do I things. Get it. <laughs> I a thousand percent get that. Um, but I will tell you what has brought me joy, and this actually happened today. Okay. I bought a wireless Alexa enabled printer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's like HP instant ink. So they're just like, we'll just send you ink, you know, once a month just in case. And that just makes me so happy. I know. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, like, why do you need a printer? But I forgot you're working from home. So, yeah, that makes sense. Let me tell you why I bought a printer. So, last week, there's this lettering class I've been looking at. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's $250. But last week, I was like, girl, you keep looking at it. Just buy it. So, I had a 20-page printout. And I had nothing to print it with. And so, that's why I bought it. <laughs> yeah because if you were at work you could just do it at work like i do <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. that's what somebody asked me like one of my friends i don't remember who it was but one of my friends was like so what do y'all what do y'all people without printers do when you need to print something and i was like i think it was shonda because i think her daughter maybe didn't have a printer or something anyway i can't mm. remember exactly who it was but i was like uh do it at work <laughs> And right. it also helps now that since I moved, I literally am like 10 minutes from my office. So mm -hmm. I've gone up there on Saturdays before to print something off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go up, do it at work. But yeah. Yeah. Working from home, you would definitely need one. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And like, there's little things like I wanted a laminator because I want to make myself bookshelves, but bookmarks. But I was like, I ain't got no printer. So what's going to happen? <laughs> so like now I have a printer and I'm like, okay, that allows me to do more crafty things. But yeah, yeah I'm just really happy to have a printer that I can like print stuff off of my phone and my tablet. I'm like, yeah. I feel so technological. <laughs> like I know I've mentioned before how, so I'm not the youngest person in my office, but um 
the people who are younger than me act older than me. So everybody, (laughs) (laughs) everybody is always like, ooh, magic when I print something off of my phone. And it's like, all the printers in here are connected to the network. I just (laughs) print it from my phone. It's not a big deal. And yeah, everybody's just like, ooh, how'd you do that? Yeah. Uh, other things I've been up to. I watched both of the Justice League movies Saturday. <laughs> I will tell you, I slept through half of the big Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't going to watch that, but everybody's been talking about how good it is. So I am going to tackle it this weekend. Um, yeah, I know I won't be doing, doing it in one sitting, but um, yeah, I'll use the whole weekend to do it. Yeah. That makes sense. And after that, we can discuss. There are things I like out of both of them. A lot of people hate the shorter version, but I was able to follow that easier because the tension deficit. <laughs> but um, I, I'm not gonna. I have no intentions of watching the shorter version, so I won't. Yeah. Be, I won't be able to compare and contrast with you. But <laughs> I, I was gonna watch it at first, and then yeah. I heard how crappy it was. So I was like, oh, well, no need. Not in exposing me to that. So, uh, as somebody who doesn't really watch DC movies, I didn't think it was crappy. I liked it, but I don't watch DC movies, so <laughs> they both have their merits. And that's my very Switzerland view of it. Okay. <laughs> and you know, Wonder Woman is that bitch with both of the movies. <laughs> I never saw I didn't watch the the second one or whatever yeah, it is. Me I didn't either. watch that one because again I heard that it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But the first one I really enjoyed it, but I don't know maybe it was the moment I enjoyed more than the movie. I don't than the movie itself. I don't know. I think <laughs> about that often. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hyped to see it, and it's just like, but did I, was it a good movie? Or did I just enjoy the moment? Because I never revisited it, which is not a big deal, because I don't really, there are not a lot of movies that I will Mm rewatch. But, anyway. Yeah, I think I caveat every DC movie that I watch with the fact that I'm not a DC person. Yeah, but, um, I don't really think. Well, it doesn't matter for me. I won't. I mean, it might matter for you, but it doesn't matter for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a good comic book story, even if I'm not familiar with said comic. Um, because there are plenty of like Marvel movies that I need to go back and watch for sure that I've never seen, or some that I've only seen once, like um, Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw that once, and it's it's. I really need to go back and watch it, especially after WandaVision. By the way, speaking of Marvel, have you seen Winter Soldier? And the Fal- Falcon, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that one. Of course, I have. <sighs> <laughs> they call me white man's whore. <laughs> I just want to give Bucky all my love. <laughs> I can fix him. I know I can. I know I no, can. We can't fix these men. 
<laughs> Girl, we I can't know fix them. I know that's right. <laughs> Wasting my goddamn time. But I just want, I just want to get, listen. I I don't know if I made a tweet or if I put this in a group chat, but I put like um Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then a picture of a train. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Um, so Ooh, that is strong. This movie feels more like when like Marvel took a lot of time to explain the backstories while the X-Men. <laughs> Say what now? Say that one more time. I said this show just reminds me of all the times when like I think it was Marvel took all the time to share the backstories of the X-Men. Yeah. And so like it's not like it's not intellectually as intellectually stimulating to me as WandaVision was. But I'm sure it's important for some reason. So I'll watch it, but I'm not as excited. Oh, I am excited. I love it. I, I'm i waiting to see what... Of course, all of these movies, all of these stories, all of these little um, miniseries, of course they come from storylines that have already been told in the comic book. So I'm not referring to what happened in the comic book i'm only referring to what i'm seeing on screen and i'm really interested to know like i feel like he will but if and how um sam reclaims the captain um not captain marvel captain america title and um also for bucky is he going to reclaim the title of Winter Soldier and flip it and make it into something different than what it was. So I'm excited. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched it a couple of times. I'm probably going to watch it again before next Friday or whenever it comes out. I think on Friday. Nigga Bird, show him who you are. Listen. <laughs> Listen. I cannot help but call him Nigga Bird now. And <laughs> And when that okay, spoiler alert and five, four, three, two, one. When that goddamn banker wanted to take his picture and talking about can you take a picture with your arms out? I was like, Oh, he really think we nigga bird. Like he really, <laughs> he, he really think we finna put on a show for his ass. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. <laughs> but it kinda reminds me about like how poor Chadwick wherever he went somebody wanted him to Wakanda forever so like <laughs> it kind of made sense like the posturing <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but anyway yeah. yeah I enjoyed it alrighty so what are you drinking what are you up to and what did can you, you enjoy did you say what you were drinking oh I am <laughs> drinking the Hendrix Lunar Lunar uh-huh. limited edition and tonic which is spring, so it is my fourth gin and tonic of spring. <laughs> so, I mean, how do we like it? How does it compare to the other limited editions? It's on par with Orbium to me. I think Midsummer is still my favorite. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go into my drink because I went to see if, well... The liquor store that probably would have had it was closed. I don't know why they... 
they so goddamn uppity. They close so early. And I'm like, why do y'all close so early? But I believe <laughs> it's because they think they better than everybody. And they're like, uh, we don't need y'all money. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, when I say early, I mean like eight o'clock. So they didn't have it. But there's another bigger store across the street from them. But they don't have, you know, they don't have more of the specialty things. Or it takes them a while mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah. Um. Side note, they did tell me that the um, Snoop Rosé, that they had it on order. And it should be coming in. So hopefully I'll get to try it. Um, Yay. I did buy some more Cali Red because I just can't get enough of it. But anywho. <laughs> so they did not have the Lunar. So instead, I decided to try the Roku Gen because I had not tried it before. Mm. Um, I really like it. So tonight, I am drinking a gin and soda. Just gin and club soda. Um, You know? Yeah. I think Becca got me... No, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> Becca got me... <laughs> Becca got me on the Roku gin when we went to San Diego. And yesterday I was making my uh my friend and I had a virtual brunch. So I was making my pre-brunch cocktail and I made gin and accidentally put club soda in it. And I was like, this tastes like straight up gin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I had a splash of tonic water, just bitter it up. <laughs> Yeah, I just put straight club soda in here. But the Roku is very, um, it's very floral. Mm -hmm. And um, it has, and I should have written them down so I could remember what they were. But it has like six distinct Japanese botanicals um, Mm -hmm. that makes it special from just the regular botanicals we used to make, Jen. But I really like it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, to me, the flavor the flavor (laughs) to me it tastes like it's um it's not as intense as Mm -hmm. um summer solstice Mm -hmm. but it's it kind of puts me in the mind of that with how bright it tastes Mm -hmm. summer solstice i can i can honestly drink without anything if it wasn't for acid reflux (laughs) (laughs) this kind of i could kind of like i took a you know i took a shot of it before you know just so i could get the real taste of it without it being mixed with anything and yeah <laughs> that's what i got like i like it 10 out of it's a 10. great idea i'm gonna take a shot of mine just to see <laughs> what it yeah, tastes like so you can taste it without i mean now it's not as full as summer solstice mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah very floral i really like it i really like it i really like it. i don't know why i haven't tried it sooner um but i really <laughs> like it so Really, what's been giving me joy this past couple days specifically is sitting outside. It has gotten warmer and uh, it hasn't rained the past couple days, which is a big deal because it rained like crazy last week. And I just got a chance to kind of sit outside and enjoy. Um, now, of course, by the time I came in the house, I was itching like crazy because it <laughs> had sprung. <laughs> I had to. Um, a guy's supposed to be coming. He's supposed to, he's supposed to be coming anytime now. I'm listening for my doorbell. Um, I had to find uh get someone new to do my yard, so he's supposed to come and take a look and you know give me a quote for how much that's gonna cost. 
And I was like, God damn, that grass know it came up quick. Because <laughs> it started turning green a long time ago, but it was mm-hmm. still really low. And then all of a sudden, it's like, God damn it, it's dandelions in the yard. So now I got to get it cut. <laughs> and I'm the only, you know, I'm the only black person on my end of the street and in my cul-de-sac. So I can't be the only one with my yard not done. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, um, you know, take care of that. Also, something that brought me joy that led to something that brought me non-joy. I've been watching A Different World again. And normally when I'm watching it, I'm watching it on, I think, Hulu or Prime. I can't remember which one. Anyway, I'm streaming it. But lately, I've just been watching it on TV. Uh, It comes on a lot on TV One. And when it goes off, Cosby Show comes on. Now, I didn't have a problem with watching Cosby Show because I just didn't. Or at least I didn't think I did. It is hard to watch. So I'm waiting for him to die so I can watch it without guilt. <laughs> I wasn't going to feel any guilt. I mean, I really wasn't because, you know, I feel like I feel like this these are memories that I have in the past and I don't think he's I don't I may be wrong, but I don't think he's getting any residuals anymore. Yeah. I think they took that away from him. So I don't feel like my view is, you know, giving him money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I think so. Cause for a while they stopped. Like nobody would play any Cosby show at all. Mm-hmm. And um, then it came back, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't watch it. So. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, there's a a conversation, a nuanced conversation to be had about like how they were trying to portray like respectability in a black family. But also it was good to see a black family that didn't struggle. So <laughs> Yeah, like just, I, yeah. I love and and with that point being made, I love the Cosby show for what it is. Mm-hmm. I did not like his stand up because he did talk a lot of respectability type of shit in his stand-up, mm-hmm. and I did not like that at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's all. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. My little joy and my little drink. I haven't been up to much um, this week other than, oh, so I didn't watch the Grammys um, last week, but I went back after we recorded and watched some of the performances. I did watch Cardi, loved it. She did the best she could. Um, and then <laughs> everybody's been been so like up in arms about her performance as if, girl, it's Cardi B. So <laughs> one of them is this lady on YouTube who critiques um, live singing. And I, mm-hmm. I forget her name, but I like watching her videos. Mm-hmm. Her ass sat there and cried. Because of what? Because of the children. And I was like, bitch, now I can't watch no more of your videos. <laughs> Look at what you've taken from me. Look at what you've really? taken from me. I really enjoy watching her critique singers. And now I can't yeah. anymore. So the my one critique of Cardi B's performance was she kind of danced around that pole like... Um, 
strippers at the pony dance around the pole without getting on it. And I was like, girl, if you're going to go back to your roots, get get a pony. <laughs> I don't think Cardi was ever that girl, though. I don't uh, think really? so. <laughs> and she did say, and we've seen, like, Cardi is, you know, she, I can't dance, right? But that yeah. never stopped me. And mm-hmm. I don't think it stops Cardi either. And it's not that she uh-uh. can't dance, yeah. but she's a little stiff. But yeah. then on top of that, she said um, her costume was really heavy. I forgot how much it looked she said like it weighed. It. it looked so uncomfortable. She said it was like <laughs> 15 or 20 pounds. It was something that made me go, gosh. And she was like, but she fell in love with it. She had to wear it. And like yeah. after hearing that and going back and watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, you can tell she's uncomfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Compared to seeing like the way Megan was dancing, exactly, she was dancing. I was like, oh, exactly, like Meg just kind of rides the beat. It's nice and smooth. And yeah. listen, when Meg flipped Cardi ass over, I saw, oh, she didn't need that before. <laughs> Flip me, Meg. That's all I want. Please, I'm begging I, you. I was like, She's done that before. Ain't no I got way. a whole fourteen hundred dollars. Let me stop lying. <laughs> I ain't got none of that fourteen hundred dollars. But still, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah, love them. I heard Candace Owens is talking again, oh. and I'm like, girl, nobody was talking to you. Nobody, please stop talking to us. Nobody. But okay, so we're gonna move on to our current events. So, um, I don't know if I, I know we've told y'all before that our fuck ass governor decided to take away the mask mandate and um, open businesses 100%. And so the cool thing about it in Texas is like a lot of businesses themselves are like, no, keep that shit on. But um, a Texas restaurant owner unveiled new surcharges for customers, including $50 if I have to explain to you why masks are mandatory and 75 if I have to hear why you disagree. I love that shit. (laughs) I know that's right. And the owner was like, I just can't afford to get the virus. We'd have to shut our business down. I'm like, that's fair. fair. (laughs) I'm telling you, I, I, I have not seen very many whites with their mask on since the mandate. And I'm using air quotes because Mm -hmm. I really don't remember Mississippi having a mandate. Now, my the area the town where i live did but as far mm-hmm. as the state i want to say they did like a two-week thing and that was it but i don't know mm-hmm. i could be wrong i don't listen to him when he talked because he looked like an undone tater tot so i don't pay him <laughs> no attention but yeah like i i have not seen very many people with masks on and then they look at me like even at work today they were looking at me like why are you wearing that mask All right Oh, and that's something else I did this week since we recorded. I got my first shot. So they're yay. really like, I oh, know, yeah, I'm so, I'm, listen, I'm just so excited that my granny has had her shot. Like, I'm really excited for like my older family members. My aunt has had both of hers. Um, my uncle just got both of his. So, like, I'm just really excited about them. But yeah, at work, they know I've had my first shot. So it's like, why are you still wearing a mask? Because, bitch, y'all nasty. That's why. Right. The cool thing about it is, like, we have not had any issues with the flu this year because we've been wearing masks and we've been staying away from each other. Listen, talk (laughs) about it. Talk about it. (laughs) 
And I'm like, maybe we should wear masks every flu season. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, so yes, Saturday I was in the mall because I had to pick up something from Old Navy. Um, and I walked by this family of whites and most people are wearing masks. Most people are real cool. This family, so half the family has their nose out. The other half has the mask under their chin. So I'm on the phone and I'm like, look at these nasty people. <laughs> like this whole family just has their nose out. <laughs> face out. I'm not, I am not battling the nose out people anymore. I just, I'm not battling that. I just feel like at this point, you know, you either you don't, either you willfully don't know or you willfully don't care. I just, I'm not battling that. I just, just the mere fact, except for the ones who wearing it under their chin, but it's just like, can I get you to please, please pull your mask up? Yeah. And it's really more, the nose part is really more for your benefit than mine. Like, yeah. But they just look stupid. <laughs> and I and I will say that I do get it, especially since Dr. Fauci has said to double up the mask. Yeah. I started back putting the filters inside my cloth mask, and it is hard to breathe. But yeah. guess what? You're supposed to stay your ass at home anyway, so go and do what you got to do, and then go back home. Yeah. I, listen, I, I my... trust Dr. Fauci, and he said... <laughs> he said we still gotta wear masks and we still need to be social distancing and he said still do not do large gatherings like we want to make it all the way through this we don't want no setback please jesus don't let dr fauci have any sexual harassment claims i cannot my heart cannot take my it, heart can't take it <laughs> i'm gonna have to light some sage <laughs> my heart can't take it <laughs> Like, why does everybody I love have to be full of shit? I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. Me neither. So, um, next up, and people have been making all of the the future memes about this, but Saweetie and Quavo have split. Because Quavo is a cheating ass nigga. <laughs> but it's funny because I'm like, I know everybody's talking about it, but I'm also like, they're young. Yeah. Like, I would feel bad if there is articles upon articles on every single one of my breakups. Yeah. Luckily, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, I think about that, too, a lot of times. Like, how I would feel if there was somebody writing about every little thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't want to talk about this long, but because people did talk about it, I wanted to mention it. But I really, for some reason, this time around, I was like, you know what? I remember when Facebook first started, like, doing notifications and changes on your profile. And I just broke it up with my ex. And everybody was like, oh, y'all broke up? And I was like, shit. (laughs) And that's, like, the closest to this situation I've ever felt. But I'm like... Uh, I just, yeah, I want them to have peace. I want Saweetie to be okay and not have to deal with all and these people. she will be. People. She yeah. will be. Like, I just love Sweetie and Saweetie, and I am so happy for her, and she's going to be fine. It's hot girl summer, all summer long. She's going to be <laughs> fine. And let me tell you something about niggas. If they ain't got nothing else, they're going to have the audacity. <laughs> Truth be told, Cuffing season's over, so like, <laughs> it's fine. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about his little statement, like, and and 
Mm-hmm. His little statement. I'm glad she ain't gonna be cuffed up. Let her be fun and be right. give her free. But I'm talking about his little statement. You're not the woman I thought you were. A nigga, I can't. I, what? Right. I'm disappointed. You disappointed that I told the world that you full of shit. You disappointed. Yeah. Me too. Shouldn't have did the shit. Like right. what? Right. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm just like. When are y'all gonna stop being so like stereotypical here? <laughs> like, why? Anyways, um, so next up, uh, complexes give me a lot of pop ups that I don't like. Anyways, Travis Scott gives his friend a two hundred thousand dollar Maybach SUV as a wedding present. And I just want to know when are y'all gonna be better friends to me? <laughs> when? <laughs> I mean. I can definitely get you a Hot Wheels for your birthday. <laughs> no, thank you. Thanks. I mean, I, uh, hey, I, it's levels. So I got to start out on my level. <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted GLS. I, I'm not even asking for much. <laughs> hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to be his friend for sure. Yeah. I too want to be his friend. Um... Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if you watched Borat, the subsequent movie film. I did. I did because I love Borat. But basically, Rudy Giuliani got caught with his pants down with this reporter. And so when he found out, <laughs> he tried to call the police and say that they were trying to extort him. And the police was like, okay, girl. <laughs> But the thing about it was, like, Borat wasn't asking for anything, but he called all his little cops friends and said it was extortion, which is a federal crime, which is why he did that. But apparently it didn't go anywhere because clearly <laughs> we still saw it in the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't see the movie, but I heard about all of the fallout from that. And <laughs> I'm just ready for Rudy Giuliani to go away. Yeah, like he it did didn't. Earn. It didn't go anywhere with him um, claiming that they were trying to extort him, but it mm-hmm. did make things difficult for them, like mm-hmm. and them getting locked out of their rooms and kept away from their equipment and things like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just <laughs> just move around. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got caught with your pants down. You got caught with your pants down. It just is what it is. Luckily, they they actually would hide the tapes in their pants, so <laughs> they would have the data. Um, and despite his help, his calls for help, he did earn a shout out at the Golden Globes um, from Sasha Baron Cohen, who called him a fresh new talent who came from nowhere and turned out to be a comedy genius. So, <laughs> yeah, Rudy, poor Rudy, not poor Rudy. Shut up. Sucks to suck. <laughs> okay, so this is, um, I guess, today news. So Bobby Brown Jr. actually passed away in November, but we just got their toxicology report, and it reveals that he ingested multiple drugs. And I just wanted to say, like, prayers for that family. Um, yes, yes, Because, indeed. yeah, that's the third 
in however many years to die from drugs in Uchow. I just want to put him on the sick and shut in. Like it just breaks Maybe my heart. Just breaks my heart for Bobby. Just breaks my heart. Yeah. And I just pray that he has the proper support system to help him deal with all this. Because it's yeah. a lot. Same. I could never, like, I don't have children, but I just can't imagine losing my child and then mm-hmm. two at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. So, lastly, this is a Florida man that I cannot get behind. You know, I get behind a lot of Florida people, but this one was <laughs> not it. <laughs> In fact, I will say that, you know, there's a phrase called no good deed goes unpunished, and that's what happened here. So, this Florida man was arrested after pulling a gun on a cop after the officer gave him a ride home. <laughs> and I'm just like, for what? So, he and his girlfriend were heavily intoxicated. And they're walking from downtown square. And so, he offered to take her, take them home. And then... Uh, after he dropped him off, he heard a loud noise from the house and saw commotion through a window. According to the report, the woman appeared to be pushed up against the door window, blocking the front door. When the officer knocked on the door, the guy pointed a gun at the officer's face. And now he is now facing attempted murder of a law enforcement official. So guess where he's going? To jail. <laughs> You know, I just, you know, I, so when I read the headline, I got a little tickled, but I can't, you know, I can't get over the fact that this man put a gun to an officer's face and he's alive to Mm -hmm. tell the story because he's Mm -hmm. white. And so Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what? Fuck Florida man this week. Yeah. Like... (laughs) And as an aside, there's a guy in Allen, Texas, which is a suburb of the DFW, who had a blunt beside him and they pepper sprayed him and put him in a spit collar so he suffocated to death. And he was having a mental health crisis. And I'm like, okay, so y'all wanted to do all this, but this other guy can point guns and what is, that's fine. What is DFW? Dallas Fort Worth. Oh. It's dumb because like Dallas and Fort Worth are like an hour away, but it's kind of like we're kind of twin cities like St. Paul and whatever place in Minneapolis. <laughs> okay. So I just I had I had never heard <laughs> all, <laughs> all I know is DSW. <laughs> Child, I was still waiting for them to give me a coupon because there's these shoes I want, they're fifty dollars. So I want to pay fifty dollars for them. <laughs> website yet dsw uh-huh yeah i know for the longest like well they had a website but for the longest you couldn't order shoes from off the website like and i guess i don't know what the reason was but for the longest you couldn't and mm-hmm. i just gave up on checking and i never checked again but yeah they've they've had it for a minute <laughs> good i'm gonna check yeah. them out I get it. It's kind of like probably like how Home Goods doesn't have a website, which is weird. Right. But. Like, because 
because the different stores have different things and so yeah. and it's the same way with like tj maxx like they have websites but you can't order from them and mm-hmm. dsw used to be the same way and i was like this blows ass <laughs> yeah no and they have really good fulfillment i probably live near like a warehouse because i usually like i can order something and get like my shoes the next day so oh wow yeah but I probably live near a warehouse. Anyways, so we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back. And we are back. And you know what time it is? It is time for our someone something. Or a second drink. <laughs> Listen, I've already started my second and... Um, it's a it's a little strong. It's a little strong, but that's all right. I just picked some wine out of my fridge because this seemed like I should finish it. Anyways, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you finished the gin. Now you're on to wine. I thought you were drinking like your second drink of your original. No, drink. I bought a whole bottle. I mean, <laughs> the bottle's empty now, but it wasn't that much of a bottle. But anyways. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, as we mentioned, Hot Girl Summer is coming. And so hey, I'm going to hey, take a break hey. from our usually very motivational information to talk about how we can make thirst traps. Girl, <laughs> this is motivational. <laughs> this is very motivational. Motivate me. Right. Um, I, my goal for the next few months is to take a picture like you know how people take a picture from the back but i need it to be like butt and not that much good and so i'm working on my angles there <laughs> listen i don't know if you've ever attempted to take like nude photos of yourself before or or um erotic photos of yourself before and it's been a long time since i've done it but it was a lot of work when i tell you <laughs> i was tired when i got done like, I've been trying I to take tired. like like the butt pictures on like the counter, and I just never feel like it's there. It's, Girl, I had the angle's system. not there for me. <laughs> First of all, I'm not even gonna tell you how long ago this was the last time I took one, um, but it was a long time ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But I had a system with my phone and my laptop because I mm-hmm. needed both to get the right angles. <laughs> And listen, it was, and I was so proud of myself after the first set of pics. Like, I was so proud of myself because that was a lot of goddamn work. And I had a whole new respect for models and what they do. And I remember Candace and I were roommates. That's how long ago this has been. Candace and I were roommates. And I came, I came downstairs with, um, with my uh, robe on or whatever, and I plopped down on the couch, and I was like, I am tired. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I've been taking naked pics, and it's tiring. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so tired. And then she was like, oh, well, let me know what kind of angles you, like, we were just like talking, I mean, it's a lot of work. That's the best kind of friendship. Like- <laughs> listen, that's the best kind of friendship, because it's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I also made sure that I so when I was taking these pics, I changed um, toenail polish and fingernail polish <laughs> midway through because I wasn't taking no more pics after that. That is it. I've been sending them same new pics from 2010. <laughs> I've been sending the same ones. Mind you, I'm a whole bunch of pounds heavier, but that don't mind. That don't matter. I've been sending the same pics. 
angles. Okay, so yes, we're talking about thirst traps. And I want you to know that like thirst traps really is like sexy selfies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to be nude. No, you don't. <laughs> so all of mine say, were nude, by the way. Some were, but not all. Yeah. They said stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Should a nosy mofo somehow find their way into your private collection in case in the case that you reserve them for a special someone. Regular news scream, basic and amateur. At this grown age, we should all take pride in our self-sexy selfies, regardless of who they're intended for. If for no other reason, then if I go out because I've been tried, I'm going out with a lawsuit and a hell of pride. Yes, that's the affirmation. <laughs> so uh, they kind of interviewed three different, you know, sex sex women <laughs> about you know what it takes to make a really sexy selfie so first was Kiara Sylvester and she said it's far from a perfect science and I'm far from being the perfect scientist but here's what I can say as an underdog of sexy selfies seduce yourself view yourself from the same lens and a romantic partner might be you from that's the type of self-love and unwavering lusting confidence that makes for a good selfie <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about like taking a picture like over my camera. <laughs> what? No, what? Over my camera, like you ride in the face. Anyway. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> also be committed to trying various angles for a good one-man shoot. I've gone as far as taping my phone to a ceiling fan for a flattering aerial view. <laughs> Like I said, multiple <laughs> angles. You need multiple cameras. As always, accessories are a girl's best friend. I personally have used everything from wigs, hand fans, and mirrors. I'm all. Ooh, a, nice, a nice pair of heels, it, it works too. Like, simply wearing heels elongates your leg, makes those mm-hmm. muscles stand out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lastly, it's give and take. Give a little thigh, take a little thigh. Mm-hmm. Much like a game of operation, you want to try moving all of your body parts until you've got a match. Woo-hoo. <sighs> it's a lot. <laughs> the mindfuckery of using a little thigh or arm wrap as a makeshift boa drives people while adding a touch of mystery. I'm trying to figure out how this... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Orixa. Um, She's founder of Bad Girl, Good Human. She said, I developed a level of comfort with my sensuality and self-portraiture by paying attention to myself and studying my reflection daily. Whenever I can see me, I pay attention. However, translating poses into stills isn't the greatest takeaway. It is emoting. Whatever you feel in that moment, remaining fluent in your movement while in that act is what brings a sexy selfie home. And lastly, Taylor, only fans entrepreneur. Our favorite kind of entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, taking a sexy selfie is not as simple as it looks, but over time it gets easier. Like anything, you get better with practice. Knowing your angles is the first step. The same one size fits all does not apply to selfie angles. Find yours. You want to accent the sexy parts of you. Curves, curves, curves. Next step is to laugh. Literally laugh out loud. Laughing at yourself will relax your face and body. Reminds you that it ain't that serious it's just a selfie after all step three is to smize 
Yes, Tyra Banks advice is smiley with your eyes is for real. They say the eyes are the key to the soul or something like that. Looking into camera like it's a guy or girl in your dreams. Or guy and girl. I'm not judging. <laughs> These three steps should give you a sexy selfie to work with. Don't skip the small details like moisturized lips. That's important. Good lighting and an outfit that makes you feel like a snack. And a clean space. Please do not forget the clean space. All that smizing in front of a dirty bathroom sink or mirror is still not cute. <laughs> so I never mastered the art of the mirror selfie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used my mirror to help me see me, but I didn't take the picture of the reflection, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So also, um, one thing she said that's so important is like, Real, it's not a big deal because first i mean like i might put more thought into it if i'm taking like a thirst trap that i want to post you know on social media but if you just send it to a nigga trust me baby he don't care right he, he they do <laughs> he, not he just happy <laughs> he just happy you thought about him right <laughs> he happy to get whatever you send him <laughs> the next girl evian whitney she she's a they she they actually also share the uh, pronouns, but um, she's a sexuality doula and sex educator. And when sexuality I say that, that picture does everything to me. She has a monstera behind her. She has a beautiful green velvet couch. She has like sunflowers. <laughs> and I was like, I, I love you. <laughs> Let's go together. <laughs> Anyways. Two of my favorite go-to chicks for my best sensual selfies that I teach in my sensual self-portraiture classes are angles and flowers. Um, we're taking these classes. I hope it's digital. Anyways, going into <laughs> it, it's important that you're familiar with your body type, its curious features, and how you're able to position it. I, rec- I recommend doing some posing in the mirror and trying out different positions. This is a great way to get to know your body. Once you do that, you'll find ways to angle your body to accentuate what you've got or boost what you don't mm-hmm. she says i am a member of the small booty club but in this photo you wouldn't know it and i don't know it <laughs> <laughs> but based on the way she's sitting she's squatting on her toes arching her back and strategically cropping the shot in a way that makes her thighs and ass look bodacious wearing thong underwear helps too and then she likes to add flowers like hers are like grade a like <laughs> yeah very artistic <laughs> beautiful okay lastly uh no we have a lot of people you know we're just gonna keep talking about it anyways um honestly i feel like we could stop at evian hers is just the best everybody <laughs> else is be okay in the show notes, like, you know yes. you guys can you guys can read yeah it's yeah I, I am so loving this someone something. I just think it's so important. <laughs> and if for no other reason, just to be like, take them pics and lust after yourself. Right. Like, like learn to love you and your form. And it is important to learn your angles. Like that is a big deal. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about the guys because really they gonna take whatever they get. They really just are. Like, I want to take some selfies so I can send to my girlfriends and be like, "Y'all look at the shit." I mean, all I'm saying is, I I have about two or three group chats of friends that I know I can take a booty pic and be like, "All right, y'all, 
<laughs> is this one good or is this good pick pick, pick one right <laughs> like and those are the best kind of friendships to have but i i okay. just i love the someone something like i love <laughs> like just the art of the selfie because sometimes you need to be about yourself right fuck these yes news. this is what you i mean by self-love okay okay so we're gonna move on to our poor life decision. So I have been looking for discussion about this topic for a very long time. And this is the same person that wrote the radical self-care. And I saw this article, I was like, yes, this is it. So I, I wanna say one thing before you start. When I read mm-hmm. this, I teared up a lot. Okay, go on. Yes, because this is so deeply important, especially as Black women. It is. So the topic is how to talk to your doctor and get the health care you need. Amen. I think it starts off with us saying, like, we don't get the health care we need on a regular basis, especially when it comes to, like, women, Black women and um, gynecology. And this is kind of why we have a lot of issues. I mean, not say only reason why we have issues around childbirth, but like a lot of us have like endometriosis, we have fibroids, we have PCOS, and nobody's testing, nobody's like giving us really good advice unless if we ask for it. And so I want to be able to talk about how we can be strong advocates for ourselves and not accept subpar because they're not they're gonna charge us the same as they charge somebody else that they actually help so at the very least (laughs) we need to get our money out of it that's right so did you know that on average it takes up to five years for a woman struggling with the symptoms of an autoimmune disease to get an accurate diagnosis um they talk about women with Hashimoto's symptoms and is things like Suffering from fatigue, brain fog, weight fade, weight gain, and inability to lose weight, depression, and anxiety, and sometimes serious hormonal challenges with like infertility or recurrent miscarriages before getting properly diagnosed and treated. I tried to diagnose myself with this, but really it's a thyroid issue, and my yeah. thyroids are fine. I just have other issues. <laughs> Listen, exactly same. <laughs> When I read it, I was like, oh, I think that's me. (laughs) But very fortunately, my general doctor is a black female. And Mm -hmm. when I've I've been seeing her for about 10 years now. And when Mm -hmm. I started seeing her and I was talking about my fatigue and stuff, that's one of the first things she did was test my thyroids. So get you a black female doctor. Well, I'm a diabetic, so they test my thyroids regularly because I keep hoping that I have a thyroid issue and that's why I'm fat. I was so like the first time she's she's actually giving me three different tests. The first time I was like I was just crying because I was like I don't want to be sick. I don't want to have some type of illness where I have to take medicine for this for the rest of my life. I don't want to do it, and I was just so upset. And then when my results came back fine, I was upset all over again. And she was like. She was like, oh, you must. She thought I was crying for relief. She was like, oh, you must have been really worried. I was like, no, I'm just fat. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there to be a reason. (laughs) Right. I get it. Okay. 
Um, also, women with endometriosis. So women on average have 9.3 years of pain and other symptoms before a diagnosis is made. Like, we, there's many of us that have horrible cramps. And it's like, why? Like, we shouldn't have this. <laughs> but it's also hard to, like, you know, you know, figure it out. And doctors, like, my... um. OBGYN was like, oh, you just have PCOS. Not because there's like a test for PCOS, but she's like, you're diabetic and a lot of diabetics have PCOS. So that's probably it. But to be fair, I do have a um, cyst on my ovaries. So, <laughs> but that was before he, her even like looking through stuff. She was just like, oh, you probably have PCOS. Yeah, but, I want you to test me. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, it doesn't end there. With more women die of heart attacks in the hospital each year than men. She makes it even more clear. Women that are already in the hospital who then report heart attack symptoms are still more likely to die of heart attack than men in the same situation because the medical system fucking sucks. Again, I want to I want to highlight my black female general doctor, my general practitioner. Um since I've been seeing her, I've had two major panic attacks where I had severe <laughs> chest pains. She knows this about me. She mm -hmm. knows I have anxiety. And, you know, it's, there's one thing to have the generalized chest pain from anxiety, but there's another thing when you have a panic attack, it literally feels like you're having a heart attack. But mm -hmm. I know it's a panic attack. Even though she knew this, she still sent me to get an EKG. Made, she did an EKG in her office, made sure everything was fine, then sent me to a cardiologist to, like, do, and I was like, girl, I don't want to pay for all this every time. She was, <laughs> I was like, we know what the problem is. And she was like, we have to be sure. And so I'm just saying. Yeah. So funny. Um, in the past, my sister had an issue with panic attacks. And so like she'd be at work, couldn't breathe, her chest was hurting. Yep. So they'd send her to the ER and they'd be like, oh, well, your pressure is really high. And so like maybe a third or fourth time i was like hey could she be having a panic attack and the guy was like maybe so you know try not to stress out and i'm like what the fuck, the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? i i'm convinced that er doctors are the ones that barely made it through med school <laughs> no, no 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 we're not gonna no i worked in the er i worked with some really good er doctors there are some who are crappy. They're just crappy. But I've worked yeah. with some really good ER doctors. <laughs> okay, fine. But he was not one. He was but not, I was just like, he, he was like, was well, just try to calm down. I was like, I'm going to fight you in this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, don't I don't care in what capacity you serve. Don't ever tell a woman, well, just try to calm down. Mm -hmm. Like, the fuck? That's only going to enrage me even more. Right. <sighs> so, um... They talk about um, there is a medical gender bias. We're not even starting to talk about race um, against women that is well established in medical literature. Um, old historically paternalistic medical model has been specific, statistically shown to dismiss and ignore women's voices and also to create an environment in which we feel uncomfortable speaking up lest we bother a doctor or seem complaining, demanding, or difficult. And to that, I say, again, we're paying them. <laughs> yeah. So if I seem all of that, that's fine. I'm paying you. <laughs> right. um, so 
how do we go about being seen and being heard? We have, as women, we have internalized our place in the power structure. We do not want to be perceived as difficult, complaining, or unappreciative. We want to be liked by our medical providers. But we try to fulfill the good girl role by changing our behaviors and communication style and medical appointments at the expense of speaking up about the full extent of our symptoms and concerns. Speaking up to our doctors can be really hard, but it's critically important that we become our own healthcare advocates. And that starts with, you guessed it, being able to speak up. It is like, it's a life or death manner. Not being able to, not speaking up poses a serious danger to our health and our lives. Um, she brought up Serena Williams' recent childbirth experience where, <laughs> yeah, she, she was like, um, she's had blood clots before. So she knew when she was feeling like she had a blood clot and she was telling the doctors and they're like, oh no, we'll do this other test. And she's like, no, do the test that I asked for. And she did actually have blood clots in her lungs. And that's what kept her alive because she was a strong advocate for herself. And that is just, that is one of the, biggest stories I have like gotten a lot of inspiration from in the past and present. Um, I have, I have gone through and fired my doctors and be like, okay, I'm gonna find a new doctor. <laughs> like I need somebody who I know is listening to me and is present with me in the room. Um, and is willing to make things happen for me because again, we pay them a shit ton of money. <laughs> um, did you see her HBO special? Serena Williams? No, I haven't watched it. Um, I didn't know it existed. So, yeah, so she, she, um, she documented this whole pregnancy thing, and mm-hmm. when she was, you know, at the hospital, and so we saw it in the documentary, and mm-hmm. it was like, so at first it made me feel helpless because I was like, if they won't listen to Serena Williams. They're not going to listen to me. But then, Mm -hmm. like you said, it made me feel empowered because she, she, no, I know what's going on with me. Give me what I asked for. And seeing Mm -hmm. her like set up for herself and advocate for, I mean, she literally almost died. Like Mm -hmm. it, when, when, if you, if you ever watch it, it gets really scary at one point. She Mm -hmm. literally almost died because they didn't want to give her the test that she asked for. Yeah, and when she had to say no, I know what's going on with my body. And then, what if you're somebody who doesn't know what's going on with your body? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I just- think that's that's one of the key things that do kill like new mothers is clots, like throwing yeah. clots. Yeah, and I don't know why it's not standard practice still, but that is so important. Like I had a there was a doctor in my hometown really great doctor, super loved, and she had a baby, and she died from an aneurysm, and it was just like, that That one also like, super broke my heart, because I was like, you know, this was like a well-known doctor, and yep. she was a doctor, and she still died. Yep. And, yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to talk about the hidden power dynamics. So there's a tremendous tendency in all fields to identify with the oppressor, to mimic behaviors either because they're so culturally ingrained that we don't know we're doing it, or to emulate the dominant and expect, expected, expected model in hopes of being perceived as Put legitimate. Put the wine down. <laughs> I have in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the risk in reality is that the dominator medical model can and does rear its ugly head, even in functional method, medicine, naturopathic, and other offices. It might come in the form of dismissing your actual medical concerns and giving an alternative diagnosis. I can't tell you how many I've seen women I've seen who actually had anemia, an autoimmune disease, Lyme's disease, or another medical condition who were told by an integrative functional or other practitioner that they had a thyroid problem or adrenal fatigue only to be put on a boatload of pricey supplements without ever being properly medical tested for thyroid adrenal or other medical problem i've also seen people who are women who are essentially blamed for their medical problems in such mm -hmm. settings because of negative spiritual beliefs or negative mental attitudes and hey the spiritual way of still saying it's all in our heads <sighs> yes um i'm having an issue with like my weight and this time last year i was like maybe 20 pounds less than what I am. And I'm realizing it's not like a lot of people want to be like, oh yeah, it's just about working out and eating less. And I'm like, no. it's not that easy as a diabetic. No. <laughs> it's not that easy period. Like yeah. my, my friends that have like sp specifically traveled with me and I've been on trips with, they will tell you, I, I hardly fucking eat. Like yeah. I eat maybe one meal a day mm -hmm. and if i get hungry later on i'll probably pop some popcorn or something but that's mm -hmm. rare like i don't eat a lot mm -hmm. and i have had doctors in the past tell me well you just need to quit eating well bitch i don't eat right. so what now you know so it's like I just wish that doctors would, which my doctor now is a lot more thoughtful in how she deals with me. Mm -hmm. But like, like you said, it's not all like, talk to me, ask mm -hmm. me questions, figure mm -hmm. out what it is. Don't just jump to something. Yeah. And I think part of the issue with me was a insulin, <coughs> like artificial yeah. insulin, like what I have helps you gain weight yeah. <laughs> it helps you gain weight in your belly you know and because your body thinks it's doing you a favor <laughs> yeah to hold on to all that fat Why? yeah uh and so like i am like i'm getting to the point where i'm like do i have to go like damn near keto like should i just not eat carbs just like not be fat <laughs> and it's just like yeah it's, it's a it's a little clusterfuck and stuff so like, i'm glad that i've never had a doctor that's like okay what you need to do is lose weight because i would probably fight all of those people yeah, but <laughs> in my heart i'm just like i i am not happy with where i am today like yeah. i want to be where i was last year yeah. and so i'm trying to figure out that stuff yeah. so next up 
we're gonna the way we fight this is we're gonna be a badass mm-hmm. so if you two have been dismissed dissed or treated with disrespect while trying to get medical help i know how painful we know how painful and frustrating this is and how it may keep you from getting the medical help you need in the future the writer also says she knows that as women, the only way we can take charge of our health is to become our own health CEO. Even if you're tired and feel you can barely muster the strength. This also reminds me of an episode of Golden Girls. It really <laughs> touches my heart and upsets my soul when Dorothy like was really tired and everybody was trying to pretend it was all in her head. <laughs> I think about that episode so so often so much <laughs> first of all i think i have that i think i have chronic <laughs> fatigue syndrome <laughs> but like you know people will start to make you think well shit maybe i'm crazy maybe right. maybe i made it up like right. <laughs> i think about that episode a lot <laughs> i think about it way too much <laughs> I, I just get mad it's, all over. Especially like. <laughs> when when Sophia tells Dorothy, um, well, take your makeup off because you don't look sick. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot say how many times I've had people say to me, well, you don't look like you're going. Like, when I was, you know, we've talked a lot on here about depression and anxiety. I was battling depression really heavy at one time. And a coworker who was a friend told me I didn't look like I was depressed. Mm. First of all, I've gained about 20 pounds in a very short amount of time. So that's a big enough change for you to notice that something's going on. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I can control how my face looks. So, yes, I get made up before I leave the house. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to look tattered to Mm -hmm. be sick, you know? I don't have to look like a whole meth head. I don't have to have meth mouth for me to be sick. And and also, I might not want to look sick. So I might go the extra mile to make sure that I don't look it. Yeah. Yeah, I think about the episode so much. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about the six top tips for speaking up, overcoming gender bias in medicine, and having a connected and collaborative discussion with your medical doctor um the writer's hope but also our hope is that these tips will help you get the health care you need when you need it improve your relationship with your primary care provider or bolster your courage to find another one if you can't get satisfaction because again we pay them too much damn money i am not going to let this go (laughs) that that article um made a good point was to stop seeing yourself as a patient and start seeing yourself as a customer. And I, I'm great into that part. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, but I mean that 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 clicked for me because I never looked at it like that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, the first mini step before we get to that part was schedule a symptom specific appointment. Uh, scheduling an appointment specifically helps to discuss your current concerns, ideas, healthcare needs, and requests. So. First, be a client, not a patient. Reframe how you think of yourself. Um, I think when we think of the word patient, we always think of somebody like, you know, just not strong, you know, somebody that can't be blown around like the wind. But think of yourself as a client who's hiring a doctor. It's similar to hiring an interior decorator for your home. If they only do country French and you like contemporary, you wouldn't hire them. So why would you hire a doctor 
<laughs> that's not going to have style backroom and values that reflect yours. Prepare ahead. Before the appointment, think through what you're asking for and why, what you'd like help with, and write down your key points in a notebook or on index cards and use this as a script when you go to the doctor. This will help you stay focused and calm as well as make you look prepared and organized like you've given this some thought and research. As an aside, I have to go see my endocrinologist tomorrow and I feel like just being virtual, I feel like they run me out quicker and they halfway don't pay attention to me. But I have some talking points for tomorrow because, uh, again, this 20 pounds of weight gain is not it. <laughs> um, so I'm really guilty of going to the doctor for one thing and then tacking a bunch of stuff on the end of our conversation. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm really guilty of doing that. Next up, plan to manage reactions. At your appointment, let your doctor know you respect their training and credentials and also appreciate their knowledge, but you're, you let them know your learning to become the CEO of your own health and more of an active partner in your own health That's and right. that you really welcome their partnership and advice. That definitely helps to like level set and be like, I'm not here for you to push me around anyway. <laughs> you know, this is so sad. This is sad. But I oftentimes, even if it's like before I go to work, because normally I, if I go to the doctor, it's before I go to work or at the end of the day after work. I make sure I wear my badge so that they can see my title and they mm -hmm. can know that I, or they can assume, no, they, they, they know that I am educated and mm -hmm. I know not necessarily know what I'm talking about, but I know what I mean when I, what I say. And, and that's, that's unfortunate and that's unfair and that's not okay. Yeah. That's kind of like when I was first starting out in my career, I would wear glasses to client meetings because I felt like maybe it made me look smarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah. No, but, but <laughs> I mean, though, that's the things that women do so that we can yeah. be taken seriously. Be it mm -hmm. in the workplace or in our doctor's office. So the author says, well, this may seem obsequious, which I don't even know what that means. I'm going to have to Me look neither. it up later. <laughs> <laughs> Contest clues seems like it means extra. But you know, it is an effective strategy because medical professionals are taught to be the authority. If your doctor feels undermined or that their judgment and years of training and experience are being questioned, it can create an adversarial situation. So manage this preemptively. Next up, bring resources. If your doctor will order labs or tests and can't seem to connect the dots between your symptoms and a diagnosis you think you might have, bring some resources with you for supporting your request and enriching this discussion. And we're going to move on to the favorite part of the pod, the buy you a dream. I don't know. Maybe I'll email this person so that they know I bought them a drink. But I want to buy a drink for the author of Our Poor Life Decision. Um, her name yes. is Aviva Rom. Yes. And like I said, I've been looking for an article for 
the whole time we had this podcast about being an advocate for yourself in the health field. And I am so glad to have found it. <laughs> I mean, listen, buy her too. Okay. <laughs> I'll cash up you. <laughs> I just like I like I said, I teared up several times reading this. I I I'm so glad you found it. I wish we had it earlier, but that's okay. Yeah. I know what to do now moving forward. Like mm-hmm. I'm so glad. This was a great article. It was great. Yeah, Y'all I think sure once, to... once I publish this article, I mean, podcast, I'm going to send it to her and be like, hey, you, you can skip to like this number, but I just want you to know that we love you. Like, <laughs> I, I'm serious. If y'all have never gone to the show notes and checked out any of the articles before, please go and get this one and read it in its entirety because it's You're important so and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. All right, Doya, so tell people how they can get in contact with us. All right. So your Instagram is Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. time. Um, It's also the name of our Etsy page where you can buy really cool stuff. You just have to go check it out. Um, We're also on Twitter. It's PLD Pod. Again, every Sunday, my phone is blowing up because Chris is keeping lit with the tweets. (laughs) (laughs) We just had the uh, season finale of American Gods, so um, we're going to take a small break, and we'll find something else to watch together. And like yeah. we've said before, like get in our DMs. Let us know what you want us to watch with you. We'll do that. Yeah. Let us know what you want to watch, what you want to talk about, That's and right. we are so happy. We are here to please. We are a podcast for the people. That's right. <laughs> for the people! <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's all I got. Be kind to yourself. Love on yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Can't tell you that enough. Namaste. <laughs> we love y'all. Bye. We love you, y'all. Bye. Hey, Romo, you crazy. He in his feelings. He called me to tell me it's over again. He sent him money again. Nigga, dummy again. He think I'm playing again. Why did he want someone to do it again? He coming right over again. He got to come fuck me again. He back in his feelings. He calling me just to come tell me it's over again.